This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95. Assalamu alaikum. Hello, Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. Now, it's a Life Beats special today ahead of Ramadan where we have the privilege of welcoming back into the studio one of the UAE's most captivating leaders and a man who inspires many around the world to rise up and achieve great things. His Highness Dr. Sheikh Abdulaziz bin Ali bin Rashid and Naimi is here talking the one thing that every human being craves the most the secrets of Ramadan, as well as the importance of humor and hope. He also talks some of the simple habits that you can start doing right now that can make an incredible impact on our environment. All of that and so much more is coming up right here on Live Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome to Life Beats today. It is a special show with the one and only, the Green Sheikh, His Highness, Sheikh Abdulaziz and Naimi. Of course, uh, Sheikh, last time you were on, we talked a little bit about you, who you are, your philosophy, where it all comes from. But today, uh, we're continuing that discussion because you are somebody who travels the world and people want to hear from, it doesn't matter who they are, where they come from, you have something that touches everybody. What is it about, especially now as we're coming into Ramadan, it's really a focus about the human spirit and we all have that one thing that we can all connect with. So what is it for you? Uh, first of all, thank you, Sadi, for introducing me again for the beautiful show. And uh, mashallah, Sadi, your show is incredible. One secret, and just if someone listen to this one word, can change the world. It's about recognition. When you recognize a person in front of you with full attention, spiritually, intellectually, emotionally, personally, socially, whatever who he is or she is, that recognition, people love the recognition. People love the respect. People love to see other people praise them, support them, lift them up. I think the world recognition is really changing the world. This is my philosophy. When I meet a person, I have no strangers. No person is nothing. Everyone has something he can give it to me and I can give it to him. So that's his recognition. Why people, especially the students, when they are outside the school, they make some nasty things or something really abnormal because they didn't find recognition at school or they couldn't find recognition at home. When you're talking about things like bullying. Bullying, yeah. things, because they didn't find the time with their parents to sit down, to talk, to learn from each other, to engage the emotions, the family connection, the bonding. Those are healing. So recognition is also a glue for society. It's a glue, it's a lubricant to make the people so in touch. Do you know what's interesting? It reminds me of a hadith that I, um, I learned from uh, a friend of mine, her father, who's a teacher who passed away. Um, but it's one of those moments you never forget. 
um, and he was somebody like you. It, as soon as you meet him, you just feel like you've known them for years and you feel like you're the only person in the room. You know, they have that amazing quality like that. Um, and he uh, taught me this hadith. I'll never forget it. The one who does not thank the people does not thank Allah. True. And this is all about recognition. Yes. And using the three, the head, the heart and the hand. Mm. Hand, when you shake hands with a person, very warming and warm. When the heart is open, pure intention. When your mind is focused and engaged, not distracted with something else at the same time, you focus on the person. Yeah. Full attention. Yeah. Yeah. That's the recognition you can deliver. And that's when you learn the most from people. And we're all about, we, we need to learn. We need to open ourselves up to learn from others. Um, uh, Sheikh, as we come uh, into Ramadan, I want to ask you what Ramadan means to you. Uh, first of all, Ramadan is obligation, is a pillar of Islam. One of the most important pillars of Islam as Ramadan. That's a must for any Muslim. But the, the second is comes about appreciation. I appreciate the time in Ramadan that's I going to make small changes to bigger changes in terms of lifestyle, in terms of behavior, in terms of pattern. Because daytime, you are fasting. So what's behavior you want to show to Allah, to your Lord, to the people should be a positive behavior. Mm. That's one. The second one, at night, it's also about prayers, about dua, supplications, about meeting friends, family, having good time, enjoying the time. So they are daytime, you are on silence, and nighttime, you are open. But both are, in Ramadan, is very special. So Ramadan is about time to change. Even if you have a good habit, good lifestyle, good manners, but still the change and you look for the ultimate of success is there's no boundaries. Yeah. No boundaries. Even that change is you might read something, write something, doing something very successful. Like what we do in Ramadan, we have volunteering. Uh, try to maximize the best time on the daytime when people are fasting to help other people fasting as well. Yeah. Through volunteering, through community service, through social responsibility. And this is the best time people love and becoming addicted on daytime and they fast and they're sweating. With that, they have so source of joy to spread that uh, moment. This is the amazing thing when, um, you know, I've, I've felt that feeling before. You are fasting every day for 30 days, 29, 30 days. But every day, if you're engaged in an activity that is about giving, it's almost like there is this endless well of energy that you draw on. True. Without knowing. But if you sit down doing nothing and fasting, you feel hunger, you feel fat, you feel pain. But if you're doing something good, exercise, helping others, doing something for yourself, writing something, drawing something, reading, reading Quran, helping others, sitting with your family, with your children, that's even has added value. Yeah. Very special. All of that is so important. Talk to us a bit more, you know, you started there, but about time, the importance of time, not just in Ramadan, but every day. Uh, the time is life. You woke up in the morning, 
there's something to do. Mm. After that, there's something else. So I have like a daily program. Every day is different than the other. So I have the five prayers a day, the morning, Fajr, afternoon, late afternoon, Maghrib, then Isha. Those five is like the clock. It's like the, the 12, 3, 6, 9. But there is those, you put the priorities within those five points. This is a connection. Then where there's the sleep, the sleep should be there. It's part also. A lot of people think sleep is negative. No, sleep, it's a lot of energy. It's a, it's a sleep is about your dreams. It's about, about your healing. It's about recharge. So three things in your day, if you do it very good, you don't need to go to doctor to have medicines. Good sleep, good food, and exercise. Coming up next, we discover the secrets of Ramadan with the Green Sheikh here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to the Life Beats special with the Green Sheikh and Your Highness. We'd love for you to elaborate on those things that uh, we can do every day for connecting with ourselves and our families. Three things in your day. If you do it very good, you don't need to go to doctor to have medicines. Good sleep, good food, and exercise. Within that, do everything. Have good time with the food. When you eat, don't talk. Focus on that food. Focus on the taste, the texture, the the recipes that's make a difference people are not eating and they talking because they are not that present so they lost of taste so the time of food means i have to eat and taste time of drinking when i drink i don't drink one time i drink three four and I stop a little bit while sitting not while moving so those are things are it's not about manners it's about something that can be managed Mm. to give you better life. For today, I ask the, the person here, ask me what to, would like to have, a coffee or tea. I said, hot water. I said, hot water? Just only no sugar, no lemon? It's yes, because the conscious and the unconscious mind, it will let, tell me this is like a coffee, but it's very healthy. No sugar, no caffeine, no any detectable or addicted mm. materials in it. No like, stimulants. No stimulants, but it's very powerful. I love that. That's, I don't think anybody's ever asked for the, for the warm water before. Um, but, th- you know, that's something that I think we should all be trying for sure. So at least even during the whole day, one meal with your family. One meal. Doesn't matter. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Everyone is busy. But you have to select a day where all together, the kids, the family, get together for a meal. Mm-hmm. And that's a meal that's not about the food. It's about bonding. And you can see their eyes. You see their physiology. You see their emotions. If there's a message you want to send, this is the best time to send a message, direct or indirect. As a, you know, as, as, they, as we all know, food is what brings us all together, isn't it? True. It's in a circle. Yeah, yeah. It is so beautiful. Uh, kind of speaking of which and coming back to uh, Ramadan again, talk to us about some of the, the secrets of Ramadan. Secrets of Ramadan is about silence. A lot of people think only just about talk. No, silence. You need to be with yourself. You need to be 
inside. Even you don't need to think about something. You don't need to uh, think about any thoughts. Just you need to be a blank and empty because this emptiness is not so easy. So I think silence during Ramadan, it's wealth. It's really wealth. You use it on the daytime or at night because that night people praying, people are having, you know, um, going to the uh, Taraweeh or Al-Qiyam or Al-Fajr or the Suhoor. So I think the silence is the secrets of Ramadan. You need that silence. You're so right when you say it is difficult. It is. Especially in the day of smartphones, of social media. We're constantly, constantly, there's something in our faces. Always, always. How do we get away from that? And that's when in the daytime when you are at work or you're driving. And there are many people going to upset you on the way. So where the silent is, here is the power. Just ignore. Be silent. Don't respond. You will get a lot of attention and distraction during your fasting. Because if you respond or react, it will broken your fasting. So the best power of the secrets in Ramadan, it's silence. Absolutely. It's so true. What is it that we say in Nisa'im? When, when we... Or somebody argue. Yes. Or somebody complain. Allahumma nisa'im. Yes. Allahumma nisa'im. Three times. Yes. Just to remind you to keep silence. Exactly. Just to, to not react. And it's so interesting because, um, you know, when we fast, it kind of brings out those impulses in us that are the very base primal impulses that we have when we're children, when somebody annoys us, you know, when you see kids playing, they get easily agitated from one another. And I have to say to my kids, just ignore, mm-hmm. just ignore. The, 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 world it's, the word itself, fast, doesn't mean you go in a hurry. Fast means stop. Fast. One of them is going fast, as in a hurry, or speed. But the other word of fast means stop. Stop talking, stop drinking, stop eating, stop doing something bad. Stop doing something that's going to distract you from what's important. <laughs> True. For you yourself, coming up to the month of fasting, how do you prepare for Ramadan? Uh, personally, spiritually, emotionally, it's, you prepare. When something as a guest comes to you, what, what's inside when a guest comes to you? What, what's the, uh, the character or how do you behave if somebody, you know, a guest called you three uh, weeks ago or two weeks ago and said, uh, Sally, I'm going to visit you. And this guest is, comes once a year. Very special guest. What the preparation you will do? First of all, you'll be happy. Second, you will like to make the, your home clean, tidy, smells good, prepare nice food, prepare the, uh, you know, it's about housekeeping. How about welcoming? So this preparation inside, there are a lot of uh, enzymes, a lot of uh, endorphins, a lot of happiness coming up, preparing for this special guest. So Ramadan is really a special guest for us. Coming up next, uh, His Highness tells us why he spends so much of his time volunteering. That's next on Life Beats on Pulse 95. Pulse. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa. Only on Pulse 95. 95.
Welcome back to this Life Beat special with the Green Sheikh, His Highness, Dr. Sheikh Abdelaziz and Naimi. Ramadan is definitely a special guest for us. Uh, you, of course, uh, are very well known for uh, engaging in very special activities in Ramadan uh, that often uh, entail volunteer work. And you don't just do it yourself. You go out there yourself to do it, but you bring in other people as well to do it with you. Talk to us a bit more about that. Uh, we have two parts. One part from the charity. We have uh, like uh, tents. Those tents are, we have in, in Ajman, 10 locations. In uh, Rasqim, we have five locations, 15 locations for making iftar for about 15,000 people mm-hmm. during Ramadan. And that's from the charity side. Also, we uh, give uh, to the orphans some gifts during Ramadan, some celebrations. The other volunteering, we uh, this year, it will be one million and a half box. We're going to use that box to give it to the drivers before iftar 10 minutes, before breaking the fast. That's one of the things that you're most famous for. You stand there at the traffic lights. You're waiting for the drivers to come through. And those who can't make it home in time, you're there. Yes. Or they are. They will make it, but they are in a hurry. So the purpose is to give to the driver to reduce speed so they can go home safely. Yeah. And engage as much as volunteer through organized uh, management mm-hmm. with the, the police, with the government departments, with many sponsors, with m- many partners. This year will be eight countries involved in the Ramadan Aman. Eight countries. Eight countries. UAE, Oman, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Kuwait, Jordan, Al-Bosna, Al-Harsik, and Egypt. That's it. I didn't realize that it was just all over the Middle East. Yes, it is. And every country, they have their own sponsorship. They wow. have their own uh, partners. So they take the, the franchise from the UAE as guidelines, as a program, and they get their own sponsorship from different each country. Why do you do this? First of all, giving back to the society. Second, to reduce uh, speed. Then third, to make well-organized volunteering. That it's, it's, it's in a national volunteering rather than just it's, a, it's a, not belong to a charity. It is everyone serving their country. Mm, that's incredible. Why is it so important for everybody um, in Ramadan? And I know sometimes we think, oh, we just don't have the energy or whatever it is. Why is it important for everybody to do some kind of volunteer work? First of all, they get rewards, double rewards. So they're fasting. That's one reward. And the second, volunteering, second reward. And the third, they enjoy helping others. Normally, people by by default love to help others. Mm-hmm. By default, they love to help each other. So this is an opportunity. And the daytime before after there are three two hours. Those time are not being invested. So most people are not using it for good. So we direct those two few hours so people can volunteer and can help many thousands of drivers around the country. I want you, because you've been doing this all your life, I want you to kind of share with us some of the most powerful stories from Ramadan. So some of the most powerful moments where you've helped people and, you know, it it just really made a difference. Some friends of mine just uh, saw me standing, sweating, and said, 
you know, your sheikh here and leaving your majlis, leaving the people are fasting with you. Why you are here? I said, I am serving. And I'm standing here not to show people I just want to help. No, this is my happiness. This is my way of I can bring something to others. So it's not about uh, uh, status or uh, a position. It's about really a human being. Because this time of Ramadan, time very, very specific before iftar, normally people are waiting for the beautiful uh, iftar, nice uh, food, smells good, waiting. Okay, we need that. But again, and also we need to give to other people for the right time. Yeah, yeah. And it really has an impact. Absolutely. Um, of course, in Ramadan, we think of food a lot. Uh, but uh, as you said, it's about stopping. It's about fasting is about stopping. And it's not about uh, chasing the food, which you, you often see when you go to an iftar, when you go uh, to a buffet iftar, things like this. You see people really getting overexcited and just you kind of wonder, are they doing fasting right? What does fasting right look like to you? Fasting right is not about eating. It's about respect to the food. It's not about the quality or quantity. It's about the selections. You know, if you have three dates, three, one and two, three or five or seven uh, pieces of dates with water or with lemon yogurt, buttermilk, it is enough. Uh, Because the eyes still hungry. When they see, they want everything. Don't let anybody or anyone to go to the supermarket before iftar. <laughs> it's the because worst time. There is illusion that they want to eat everything. But normally, when you see your plate have one spoon, second, third, fourth, fifth, and then you feel full. So I think the best way is eating three dates or five or seven with a little bit of water, glass of water, or yogurt, a little bit of fruits. And then you go to the prayer. Come back. If you feel, want to really have a meal, have a little meal. Or keep the meal later on after the, the prayer day, which is later on on the evening. So it's the portions of food taking to the right time. It's not about eating one time because the, the stomach cannot after you know 14 hours or 13 hours of fasting and immediately you shocked the stomach shock your system with a lot of fatty foods of carbohydrate a lot of sweet things you're really blocked you cannot perform so the best way is eating little by little little by little and you have plenty of time on the whole evening plenty yeah. from uh, sunset till before dawn at fajr uh, like one hour or uh, 10 minutes before the Fajr, you have suhoor and you can have uh, plenty of time to mm, do that. Mm, mm. So it's about discipline and respect. Coming up next, have you ever wondered why we break our fast with dates? Well, we're going to be telling you. And we talk the power of the Arabic language, even if you don't understand it. Talk about radio. Talk about radio. It's Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. 
Life Beats, Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yes, it is Life Beats with me, Sally Musa, and I'm in conversation with His Highness Sheikh Abdulaziz and Naimi, the Green Sheikh, and we are talking the secrets of Ramadan. I can't tell you what a difference it makes when you go and pray after the dates. It just it changes your whole physiology, your body reacts completely differently to everything after that. And the dates itself, it has the glucose and cellulose, the, the sugar in it. It's go to the, your veins immediately the fastest. Food go to your system with the dates rather than eating something else. When I used to be, when I was pregnant, I used to, in the morning when I wake up, that was my breakfast. I used to have seven dates and a glass of milk Beautiful. every day. And it was the greatest thing. True. Subhanallah. It gives you multivitamins, minerals, it has a lot of energy, and it's recovered you from long hours of fasting. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's not just about the food. It is about how we nourish our spirit. Yes. How we nourish our soul. And how we be patient. It's all about patience. 100%. Patience. How, how, how do we kind of instill that patience? How do we practice that patience every day and make sure that our spirit is nourished too? True. I had a quote here, beautiful quote. The richest person is not who has the most, but who needs at least. Wow, that's powerful. Exactly. It's about contentment. Yes. And so how do we, because we kind of live in a culture right now where we compare ourselves to everybody. We compare what I have with the next person. Oh, she has more than me. Don't compare to somebody who are similar or higher. Compare with you with somebody lower than you. Mean lower, who are less income or less fortunate. Somebody who more needs than you. Look at them and then you compare with yourself. Don't compare somebody higher than you or they have much more than you. Mm-mm, absolutely. What about gratitude? That's very important because this is called the thanks. You say thank you when you get this blessing, moment, blessing, food, blessing, na'mah. How you say that in English? Well, the more that you give thanks, the more I will increase the Blessing. blessings that so, I have so blessed upon you. That's powerful gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude is something special. We have to say alhamdulillah. Thanks God, I am healthy. I woke up in the morning, secure health. I have good food to eat. I have good time to exercise. I have good friend. I have good job to do. I have good pen to write. I have good paper to draw. So thanks. Thanks for this car. Thanks for this salary. I got this for this. Even less salary. Even 2,000 dirham. 3,000. Thanks for this money. Thanks for having you as a friend. Thanks for marrying you. Thanks, my dad, for raising me to be a good man, a good person. Thanks to mom. You really gave me a lot of love. A lot of uh, things that really priceless. This is thanks. Gratitude. Absolutely. Um, Kind of uh, that kind of makes me want to ask you about growing up and what Ramadan was like for you growing up, your memories of Ramadan. Ramadan, if when I kid, it's about family. Yeah. It's about guests. It's about having good time on the prayers. Uh, people are all together at the same time. Coming, this you know, there are disciplined. It's a rituals, but those rituals are so has a lot of memories. 
because people are happy in the evening and the daytime, little bit of prayers of the fasting, and then they break the fast. People get together, they smile, they share the, the stories, they visit relatives, friends, family. So it has very special meaning. Of course, Ramadan is the month. We don't talk about this a lot, but Ramadan is, of course, the month that the Quran was first brought down to the Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Peace and blessings be upon him. Um, it, it kind of it, it goes back to the whole idea of enriching ourselves with knowledge and making sure you know that we enrich our intellects, that we uh, think more, that we read more. So, what are your thoughts on that? Even the the Quran sent down, sent from heaven or from uh, the divine, it was on Ramadan. So the month of Ramadan is about also Quran, reading Quran, reciting it in the daytime, in the evening, any time. So it is, it's even you reading the same verses. It's not about the the script. It's about the way how you read and how you reflect, and how you meditate. And every word, if you read it again, it will tell you something different. Mm-hmm. Same word, but it will guide you something different. Doesn't mean different, something bigger. You read it another time, you don't feel bored. You feel there is some message that every time you read it, you'll get another message, the same word, but different message. Inna anzalnahu Qur'anan Arabiyan. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَعْقِلُونَ Exactly as you said, we brought it down in Arabic, this Qur'an, so that your intellect will grow, which is amazing. There are so many levels to it. It's like an ocean. And it's healing. Reciting of Qur'an is the most powerful healing. And it's beautiful to see how this uh, uh, verses we send down the Qur'an as a healing and mercy for the believers. But it only increases the wrongdoers and loss. Ma'anata, this is the most vibrant and sounds of the Quran. Even you say, it is heals you, heals your cells, heals your mind, heals your heart. Because there is a special way, we call it tajweed of the Quran. There is a special way to be read, um, you know, this beautiful uh, script, this language that is in Arabic, but it has a sound. Even if you don't understand the words, like you said, there is a healing in just listening. Yes. When you have a a child or a person, a sick or a person being some have just you put your hand on his head or his chest or his heart and just recite the Quran and see that vibrations come to him. Mm-hmm. Very powerful mm. when you mean it and you focus, and there are some special verses that's healed. All the Quran heals, but also repeating some verses makes really the healing more powerful. Coming up next hour, I ask His Highness how he manages to stay so young and he spills the secrets next. Something, Something to, to talk about. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to Life Feeds on Pulse 95. And we've just been talking Ramadan, the month of the Quran. We were talking about gratitude as well. There are so many verses that talk about the blessings, the endless blessings, that if you try to count them, and, and this is really food for thought for all of us, that if you try to count the blessings of God, you cannot. You can't. You cannot. It's infinite. Yeah. It's infinite. 
And this is uh, this is also part of the healing power of the Quran True. for our spirit as well. Um, you talked about silence, the importance of silence. Uh, something that I have seen you do, which is incredibly powerful, and and I feel like this goes hand in hand with silence and going inward, and that is breathing. The importance of breathing. Inhale and exhale. This is an in, in Indian, or they, they call it pranayama. Pranayama, or they call it pranayama. Pranayama is the force, internal and external. So, you, we must heal and uh, inhale and exhale through the upper part of the chest. We don't use the two-third. So that's why we get tension and stressed easily because we use only the upper part of the chest. If we do the, the real pranayama, mean the full inhaling and exhaling through the uh, belly bottom and up all the chest, that will also heal and also give energy to your cells, energy to your thoughts, energy to many things. So this is the link between your mind and your body is the air. The breath. Yeah. You've got to do that diaphragmic breath, True. the breathing. Now it's becoming a lifestyle in the West and even here, mindfulness. Mm. It is not about mindfulness, but mind not full of illness, mindful of emptiness. That's so, interesting. I was so going <laughs> to ask you what mindfulness is to you. Yes. So a lot of people think Mindfulness means, no, I have to do mind emptiness. I have to empty any th- negative thoughts, any distractions from my life, any stress. I ca- can cope. I can accept, but I cannot let them to control my life. Okay. So mindfulness is actually is mind emptyfulness. So to get rid all away of bad memories of history. And it's not easy. You need a lot of practice to yeah. practice it. That's true on a daily basis. Yes. Because it's always coming at us. True. There is always something. And we're a human being, uh, you know, blood and anything can come to you, hit you down and up. And it's, we are a sponge, you know, anything comes without thinking. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, you're driving a car, you are here, you are uh, walking in the public somewhere. Just there is much, some could happen uh, directly or indirectly could you know, push you, could uh, surprise you, but how you can stand still, how you can keep quiet, how you can not responding. Again, the power of silence. Exactly, exactly. Just keeping it all out and being inward as well. Um, something, <laughs> I love this because this came from Amr al-Busaidi. <laughs> he was just asking you just now because he's known you for a very long time, 15 years. He said, he said, uh, Ya Sheikhna, um, you always look younger <laughs> every time I see you, mashallah. And you're just always so full of energy. How do you do it? Where does all of that come from? Uh, keeping you positive, keeping you, uh, there is always, you know, we will not live thousands of years. Mm. We live few years. We don't know when, but enjoy it in a good way. Mm. Enjoy it in a good way. We get sometimes stress upset it's normal but all upset are set up most of the upset are set up so it is only short short term so let's overcome it sometime you feel uh, sad it's normal sometime you feel happy it's normal so it's it's not about just uh, you know keeping all the way positive and all the way negative no it's normal but how you can control that because the the happiness is not just 
the end. It is the whole journey is happiness. The whole journey, even when you have pain, you know. Uh, so happiness should be natural states. When you get, for example, uh, unhappiness, like an interrupted, like when you get a headache, or you get you catch a cold. So that could be unhappiness. But the natural state of yourself is happiness. Mm. So a lot of people seek happiness. No, happiness is now. Even you have a pain, it is happiness. So don't wait for the happiness. Yeah. A lot of people want to achieve this to be happy. No, the happy start now before I achieve that. Happiness so, is not a destination. No, it is a journey. The whole journey is happiness. Amazing. You're called the Green Sheikh for a reason, uh, because the environment is something that you care about very, very deeply. Um, how can we use this time right now to do more for our environment? It has never been more important to do something. It's about habits. Most of what we do daily is about habits. Consumption is habit. What's I consume? I consume water. Okay. Check your daily shower. How many minutes? That's a good one. That's an important one. So you go in the morning and put the tab on. You're using hot or me warm water or cold water. You select. If you select cold, how many minutes you can survive? How many can you stand on that shower? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Two minutes. Five seconds. I can't do cold. <laughs> yes, but the five seconds is the, the first shock. Then your skin going to have insulation, natural insulation. Because it's becoming like a numbness. Whoa. Have you tried when you swim in the pool and the whole the pool is freezing? No. <laughs> I want you to try, Sally. What? <laughs> try if there's a pool that's a very cold pool. Some spa, they have special pool, very cold. Have you done this? Yes. What, uh, in a spa or do you go like to Norway or somewhere where no, they do that? There are many pools. They have uh, low temperature, uh, low temperature okay. water. And you just go and dive. The first, as you said, five seconds, you really have like... Uh, what you call uh, shock? Yeah, you what? do feel a shock uh, to the system, to shock. your nerves. Yeah, the Arabic shock. Yeah, uh, like um, uh, it's like pins and needles. Pins and needles, and it's a whole from head to your feet. Yeah. You'll feel it, but only five seconds. After that, your skin becoming like a proof, bulletproof, becoming normal and get adapted. Amazing, wow. ama- amazing. Just few seconds, and then you get used to. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I can't get over that initial shudder, but maybe I should try it. Uh, Coming up next, we're going to be uh, talking more of why you should be having cold showers. Um, And the Green Sheikh also tells me about what he does to reduce food waste, not just in Ramadan, but every day. Pulse. You're You're listening listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Life Beats Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. 95. Yeah, it is Life Beats and we're talking why cold showers are the way to go and not just for anti-aging reasons. The message is when you take a cold water, you're going to reduce less of water. Mm. When you go to warm water, it will what will happen to you? You are relaxed. And keep you time to sing, to dance, <laughs> true. you know, to do something like extra, to lay down. If you're mobile, it's waterproof, you can talk. <laughs> it's true. It's true. We do take our time in the true. shower. Because it's it is bad. warm. And yeah. warm is relaxed you. So you consume more. And female are more consumer in water than male. Oof. 
Yes, that is not good. Do you, do you agree? I think that they, they've. I can see that. Yes. The ratio is one to three. We've got more to do. One, we've got more to do in the shower. One to three. One to three. The ratio. Wow. Yes. Is it really? Oh my gosh, that is a great. I'm going to put a timer in my shower. Okay. I'm going to reduce the heat by a couple of degrees because I can't handle that. You don't put too much cold, too much warm, something in the middle okay. at the beginning right. to get used to. Yeah, but get a timer in there. I use two minutes. That's two minutes if it's cold water. Warm water, four minutes. That's your shower yes. in the morning. In the four, morning. Minutes four minutes done. And out. when I want to put a shampoo in my head, switch I switch the tap off. Yeah. Put the shampoo and the soap in my body. Take time. So there's no uh, flow of the water coming up. So it's everything. Then I'm ready. Put it on. Get the water. Cold. cold. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> cold even for immune system is better. Mm. For your skin becoming younger. Really? Yes. Cold water? Yes. And also you will wake up fresh and energetic. You heard it here first. Okay. Cold okay. showers it is. Take it for granted. This is this is a prescription from the Green Sheikh. Take it for granted. You got to do it. I mean, yes. if, if you... If you have a problem, don't come to me. <laughs> <laughs> if you see the Green Sheikh, then you'll want to do it. Uh, because mashallah, he really does look younger every single day. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, environmental impact and consumption Particularly when it relates to food and food yes. waste. Food. If you have with a family at home, if you, you know, you're cooking more than enough, you already plan with some charities ahead. Call them. They can come to you or you can take the extra remaining leftover food and you can put it in a, in a box, a nice one, and you can deliver it to those people in the charity or somebody. You have laborers around us, some workers. So... There are many possibilities. It's all about time and discipline. And planning. Planning. If you go to a restaurant, normally I don't order with the kids. So they order pizza, spaghetti, uh, chicken, whatever. I keep watching. What the remaining, I eat. Do you really do that? Yes. That is amazing. Yes. Do you know what's funny? I used to do that. I, I, I can see a lot of mothers that used to do that too. When our children were young... We don't really order because we know there's going to be extra leftover food from the kids. So we eat what they finish, like what they don't finish at the end. And this is something you continue to do. Very nice. When when we are three people, order for two. When you are four, order for three. When you are five, order for three. See that because some portions are big, bigger than enough. Yeah. And we're not expecting, you know, sometimes we are feeling hungry. But when we eat, because type of the food, some of them just at the beginning... You eat and then you feel full. Yeah. So there are many strategic way. It's all about judgment. It's all about, you know, think before you eat. I <laughs> love it. بالعقل. Yeah. Think before you eat. We eat without thinking. Mm-hmm. Are we eat for living or we live for eating? Absolutely. We get hangry. This is a problem. Eat, you have to have snacks. In between, good yeah. snacks. I would, when I say good snack, mean a fruit, an apple, but or a you, banana. Have you seen when people get hangry, which is the angry, hungry? It's too much. <laughs> I think it's, this is too much. Especially in Ramadan, this no. happens. People get, like you said, they start speeding when it's close yeah. to and time, they, and then collapse. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the food coma. But when we go to the prayer and we smell a lot of, uh, you know, the smells of uh, uh, garlic, onion, and gases. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> exactly. Stay away from that and just think before you eat, as the chef says. Oh, dear. I love that. So many truths here. 
Oh, I tell you, oh, this conversation. Um, coming up next, uh, we do talk the special role of Ramadan in the year of tolerance. It's uh, such an important one, and it brings us all together. That's coming up next. Pulse. Pulse 95. Life Beats. Life Beats. With Sally Musa Only on Pulse 95. 95. Welcome back to our Life Beats special with His Highness Sheikh Dr. Abdul Aziz and Naimi, the Green Sheikh. What's interesting is uh, this year is, of course, uh, the year of tolerance for the UAE. And Ramadan is really the perfect time. Not just Ramadan. It, it's. Uh, I know we're talking about Ramadan, but this is kind of a blueprint for the entire year. And that's what Ramadan is meant to be. It's not just something you do in one month, but this is how we change our lifestyle. Yes. When you go, uh, I work in a, a company, in, a, in an oil company. It used to be... Uh, like many years ago and every year they have three uh, no the the year of the operation is 330 years uh, 30 days sorry and 30 days call overall overall means shut down so they shut down the plant the factory what they do maintenance they change the catalyst they lie they, they doing the painting so it is a maintenance for you so you have the whole year, 365 days. You need 30 days to do the maintenance. Yeah. Uh, the uh, physical, mental, emotional, many lessons we can learn from yeah. Ramadan. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, coming back to the whole idea of the year of tolerance, how do we take advantage of this time so that we can foster that uh, feeling of brotherhood, of sisterhood, not just with those who are like us, but with those who are of different cultures, different faiths as well. This is something that you do so well, not just here in the UAE, but all around the world, mashallah. Invite people, people in different faith, invite them to see what Ramadan means, what type of food being delivered, what type of food of taste. Explain what the secrets of Ramadan and how the joy we can share it with others. Of course, they have another celebrations they also want to share with us and their celebra- celebrations. So I think the best is inviting guests through our majlis or we can approach to their uh, companies or uh, um, places. So I think that the best way is invitation. Invitation is the best. And I think this is the, the UAE already doing this a long, long time ago. It's not a new. But this year is recognition mm-hmm. about what we have done. It's not about this year to make a difference. No, it is already there. But how to emphasize more and to bring different culture together for celebrating of Ramadan. Exactly. And th- there's no more fun time than when you bring other people in. And they get to see it and they're kind of surprised by the whole thing. And, uh, you know, all of the different things that happen, the prayer, you know, they get to see all of those different aspects, uh, the food, you know, it's it's a beautiful celebration. True. At the end. Take them to the most to see the prayers, the children, the uh, the old man, the young man, many type of ages. I mean, the age of the, the men and even women, they go also the prayers for the tarawih and to see everybody coming at the same time and leaving at the same time. Mm, mm. And and it's just a whole different atmosphere when everybody's reading Quran together in the congregational prayer. That is just something it's else. Beautiful. 
Subhanallah, that is a, just a completely a different experience. Um, can you give us a few tips on how each one of us can really just take advantage of the ta- this time and, and make the best of Ramadan? Uh, for tolerance or for Ramadan in general? In general, uh, yeah. You know, first of all, practice what you have learned. Many people, they have a lot of knowledge, but they don't put them on practice. I want just to see what things, not three, four, five, but be one or two things that's matter to you. You already know it, but want to put them on practice. And this is Ramadan is the best time for change. Yeah. Wow. Easy. Put it into practice. I don't want to make you uh, to think to make list of checklist or bucket list or whatever. No. Make one or two to be committed and to change, to master it. Either one to master it mm. and one to remove it. One habit good to master it and one habit bad, you think, how to remove it. These two things is enough. You've done it. Something that you really want to master What and a, something, something you want to get rid of. Yes. If you do this, congratulations. And 30 days is the time to kind of really put new habits into practice. It is like repetition. Mm. It is about rituals. It's about programming. It's about, they call it, uh, the, the habits, you know, 21 days or 30 days or 40 days. It will be connected. Consistency. Consistency. Yes, consistency is everything. Practice what you have learned wisely. And practice to remove what is not useful strongly. Mm-mm-mm. You have to tell us uh, as well. I, w- I would love for you to talk to us about you recently coming back from uh, the U.S. from New York, um, where you you had the honor of interacting with all kinds of people, including school kids as well. You were invited there specially. Talk to us a little bit about that because this is just one of your many many travels that you do. I just came last week uh, from New York. Uh, I. Uh, Traveled from Abu Dhabi to New York. Arrived in New York exactly five o'clock. I took my luggage. Five thirty. I'm outside. Uh, I have my friends waiting for me. Uh, one lady and one gentleman. They're very nice, good friend. Um, they took me immediately to a school because the principal of school invited me to come for a play, and that play at was the same evening of my arrival and they knew that I'm coming to New York so they said this is an opportunity to bring Sheikh Abdul Aziz to our performance I just I accept the invitation without hesitant you know I flew 14 hours and 30 minutes non-stop from Abu Dhabi to New York and then took my luggage all the way driving half an hour to that school to see the performance the performance three hours And before I enter the, the theater, they ask me, would you like to go to see the cast? The boys and the girls who perform, going to perform the Adams family. Have you <laughs> the, seen the Adams, Adams family, family, of course, yes. <laughs> so they putting all the stuff, the, all the, makeup, the makeup and the costumes. And I, I came and among them, there's a girl. She is the person who inspired the principal to invite me. Really? What? How? How, uh, how does she know you? I know her brother because I invited her brother to come to the UAE mm-hmm. a few months ago in January this year. 
and she was really inspired about the stories uh, and what's the culture he loved to see and he saw my family my children uh, so this gentleman he's 21 years old he's the eldest a brother of her she's 17 years old and she was so so inspired to see me and to give uh, you know to give back at least because i did a good for her brother and she wanted to invite me for her play she was the the one of the the major uh, stars on this uh, the, the the family uh, the adams family so when i came i brought for her i haven't seen her i brought her a camel you know oh. the, the pit the pit uh, toys sweet yes the camel so i said <laughs> where is catalina and she just appeared came and i gave it to her the the camel <laughs> that is so beautiful she came and she was so really uh, happy excited and i really she said you really made it and we we are so uh, touched to make this special evening to come all the way and to attend our performance then i gave about a few minutes talk to the uh, the cast to empower them before the stage i said now show us the best you have we want to enjoy we want to be really give you the best of attention to learn from your play wow wow coming up his highness tells us where he gets his endless energy from and we talk the power of humor and hope. This is is Pulse ninety five. Life beats. Life beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. It is a life beat special with His Highness Sheikh Abdul Aziz and Naimi. This is the thing about you, Your Highness. You, mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. You have all of this energy. I mean, how do you? How are you able to allocate so know. much time to people, know. to so many people? Not just here, everywhere. That's the intention. When you have pure intention, I have no thing else except only acceptance, respect, and love. When you have that very powerful and the recognition is there, it will hit. Wow. Wow. That is, that is incredibly powerful. So when I finished the talking with the cast, I went to the, into the theater and I saw the principal, his uh, brother Gary, the, the priest of the school. The, uh, the Catholic school and immediately came and hugged me I hugged him he kissed my hand from the right I kissed his hand the right and then I brought Musbaha Tasbiha I gave it to him put it in his head he took it from his head he said I'll put it on the side we have a special place to put it in here so this is again recognition of his support of his invitation and his welcoming it was really well once I came and he announced to the parents, we have a special guest, Sheikh Abdul Aziz, coming all the way from other part of the world, coming to attend this performance. And he introduced myself and everybody in the theater really uh, gave me a hand. I stood up and greet them all. I said, thank you for this. And they start the, the show. That's incredible. I love that so much. That is amazing. I just want to um, end off kind of by asking you a little bit about what is your definition of success? Success, there is no definition. Every person can define success 
based on his experience, there are certain definitions are there from leaders, from great people, from philosophers, from poets, from artists, from entrepreneurs. But there is no actual definition. Success is about what exactly satisfied you, what exactly fulfillment you, what exactly you feel that makes you better, makes you better. Mm-hmm. That's a success. Wow. That's incredible. That's amazing. Do you want to give us a little bit about hope? I think that's a really important one. Yes. Hope is very special. Hope, uh, there is a very nice, beautiful tradition hadith. The Prophet Muhammad said, if the final hour comes and you have a palm shoot, means a small plant in your hand, what to do? Plant it. Means always there is a hope. Plant it. So hope is a light. It is your light. And hope is give you motivation to keep going. Never stop. So with the hope, you seek to make things better. Prayer is a form of hope. Because it's a raja. In Arabic, we call a raja. You pray to God to make things better and strong. And might be some of his wisdom to make this is for you in this life or in the second life. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So always a hope, not just at the end of the tunnel. Could be somewhere in the middle. Could be somewhere it appears anytime. So a lot of people think at the end. No, the hope could be any time, any moment. You don't know where. So those challenges we're going to face, the hope is the best way to overcome those challenges, is the hope. How do we keep this hope alive? Believe in it. Have a faith on it. There's a faith and there's a belief. And the faith are stronger than the belief. Put your faith on your Lord. That's called yaqeen. When have that yaqeen is a hope. I will do my best. If it works, done. Doesn't work, also done because there's something could be prevent me from harm. I don't know. Yeah. I cannot see. You don't know. I don't know. You have so, to put your faith in it. Yes. So this is called yaqeen. You do your best. If it's done, excellent. If it's not, doesn't mean you are failure or you haven't achieved. No, might be being diverted for something better. Because you have the intention. intention. You still get the reward in True. the end. So hope is very powerful word. Very powerful word. Yeah, yeah. Let's do a little bit on happiness. Happiness. I said happiness is a journey, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. not destination. Many people think that when I will get $1 million from this project, I'll be happy. No. Okay, if you are not achieved the 1 million, you achieved 900,099, whatever, you will still happy or not? When I have a child, I'll be happy. No, be happy now. So the child will come, the happiness is there. So happiness should be, as I said, natural state. Yeah. And the unhappiness is when it comes interruption mm. or destruction to your life as a headache or a cold. So this is abnormal, the ab- unhappiness. Happiness needs to become a deliberate habit, mm. a deliberate habit and not just feeling when everything is perfect. A lot of people think when I'm perfect, I'm happy. No. When I'm pain, when I suffer, I'm still happy. That's too good. So happiness, not just absence of pain and suffering. Happiness is 
everything with the pain, with the good, with the bad is all together. Subhanallah, you beat me to it. I was going to move to pain just now. And, and the importance of pain, because we think happiness is the absence of pain. No. Happiness no. is the absence of struggle. struggle. Once we stop struggling, that's when we are going to be happy. That's what everybody thinks. If when once I stop struggling with my uh, child or in my work or you know in in my body in my spirit whatever it is then this is going to be happiness. True, and happiness is focus where my attention is. Mm. If my intention is in good, I will go in good. If my intention is in bad or a negative, it will go in negative. Yeah. So it's based on your attention. If you're looking for good people, you will find good people. If you're looking for bad people, you will find bad people. Sometimes about thoughts. It's mm-hmm. going to create sort of attention or sort of illusions. So these are, you know, the the happiness. You are creating happiness. And the happiest people don't necessarily have the best of everything. But they make of the most of everything or even something. Yeah, absolutely. I want, to, um, I want you to talk about the importance of pain. Pain is an experience that allow you to see how patient and how you can really struggle. So pain is part of healing. A lot of people think pain is damaging. You know, pain is part of healing, but need a patient. Mm. A lot of people want to bypass the pain into a painkiller. Tablets, shots. When I get sick, a cold or a fever, takes me five days I go through it I I try to avoid to go to the doctor to get shot if I get shot next day I'm done good but I need to feel that pain so my system can create immune system and my cells becoming stronger but if I did the bypass the painkiller I didn't have the time to struggle and to anything cannot challenge you cannot mm. what cannot strong you so so the pain is part of the cycle to make you stronger yeah and healed what doesn't kill you makes you stronger Stronger. right yes um and i guess um because we do have to we have to end somewhere (laughs) pain and humor pain and humor the best pain killer is humor natural medicine beyond medicine humor is the glue of pain the glue of pain. So we need to laugh. And the spirit of humor is laughter. It's true. If you cannot laugh, fake. Fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> and even with laughter, yes. you can do that. That's true. what they say. Easy. Laughter if, is the best medicine. Some people are very serious. Okay, just practice in front of yourself in a mirror and pretend you are laughing and fake it. One time, second time, <laughs> I'm just faking it. You're laughing. You're good at this. You're very good at even fake laughing. This is amazing. You really, you know, so, this is something that you practice all the time. Yeah, humor is attitude. Just to be fun humor and is silly. Li- By the way, humor is not funny. <laughs> humor is very serious. It's not about jokes. A lot of people make jokes, but that doesn't make you funny. But humor is the spirit. How really you deliver the message with a sense of humor. That's the power. 
It's, it's, you know, it's the good humor. That's what you're talking about yes. here. It's not just trying to crack jokes and trying to be we, funny. We say in Arabic, amzah, amzah, you know amzah? Yeah. Make a joke. Yeah. Amzah, udazzarmah. So when you make sometime humor, sense of humor, send that message you want to deliver. Wow. Dazirmah, I think, means like shoot an arrow. Yes. So, so uh, sometimes you want to criticize somebody on another advice. Amzah wa dazirmah. How to say it in English? Can you translate yeah, that? Yeah, so, so basically, if you are trying to deliver a message that is um, somewhat serious to somebody. Or somebody harm you. Somebody harm you. And you don't want to harm him. First of all, put him in easy, in a humor environment. Put him at ease, yeah. Relaxed. And then you throw your what? <laughs> your arrow. Your arrow, <laughs> but in a, in a wise way. In a, in a kind of, you know, a good humored way. Yes. yes. And he, he accepts it or he or she will accept it. Because you don't want it to be a back and forth war, do yes. you? You and want it to be diffused. Humor is, is very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. And this is differentiate between human, a man and the other creatures. Humor. That's true. That's interesting. We have a sense of humor. I'm trying to think of other animals yeah. that have a sense the, of humor. That's are differentiate between man and other creatures is humor. Wow, we we gotta um, we gotta keep that in mind, and I think we we will leave it there, Your Highness. So the the ending is good laughing. Yes, <laughs> good humor, <laughs> laughing. Good. I love it. Nice, Sheikh Abdul Aziz and Naimi. What an absolute pleasure once Shukran. again. Thank you, thank you. That's Sarah. amazing. You are amazing. And if you want to listen back to his incredible words of wisdom and inspiration, the podcast will be up very shortly. Uh, Just look for Life Beats Pulse 95 Radio, whether it is on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify and Rami. We are there and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. We are going to be seeing you again back here at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Have a great day. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 10 a.m.